Today's edition of the Derek Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Life Change Tea. Why go to GetTheTea.com? Because this important news could change your life. Socrates made a statement saying that all disease starts in the gut. Take care of your gut, and well, the rest speaks for itself. Life Change Tea is a wonderful way to aid in your digestion. Brew it, steep it, drink it, and feel it go to work. We at Life Change Tea have been around for years helping people just like you feel better. Lots of testimonials and lots of happy people. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. All righty. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the 7th of March, 2022. Happy Monday. Well, Monday. It's Monday. I can't just pretend that Mondays are happy. we got to stop with that. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Action-packed program for you. As always, going to be abbreviated for the next couple of days. It's going to still be, whatever goes on, I'll, uh, I'll cover. But the family and I are in the process of moving. So the joys, the hell, the horrors of moving. We're not even moving that far. That's what just sucks. It's like packing up everything you own and you sit there and you go wait a second what in the hell is this crap and where did this come from so yeah i uh i feel like i've lifted up everything we own at some point and just moved it around and we have movers coming so it's like <laughs> i didn't move everything we own but my body sure as hell feels like it so there you go and along those lines let's uh, start with the program first tell you about GetTheTea.com. It's where you get your life change tea at GetTheTea.com. Enter promo code Derek at checkout. You get free fast shipping. You know the spiel. I don't have to go into that. It's the tea that keeps you regular and gives you more energy and for all the reasons that make common sense. Also, don't forget about Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast. I know normally I announce the new books and everything, and at the end of the show, I will announce the winner. <clears throat> but uh, the post for the books won't be up probably until tomorrow till tuesday so i can tell you what the book is going to be but uh, you'll have to wait for the end of the it'll be it's it's somebody it's the most famous person we've had so far in the signed book giveaway there's your hint and i already sort of said it like last week but it doesn't matter let's get on with the program so we can get done with the program shall we here we go lots of stuff going on bunch of things happening in the world and you sit there and I have to start off with Senator Lindsey Graham. I have to go against what would probably be popular. I have to chastise Senator Graham for something he said and then reiterated in Twitter form. Like, okay, that's problematic. He's calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. Now, would the world be a better place if Vladimir Putin were assassinated, were, were arrested or taken out or however, whatever euphemistic way you want to talk about uh, ending his life? Of course, the answer is yes. The world would be a significantly better place if Vladimir Putin were dead. That being said, as a member of the United States Senate, as an elected official, as a high ranking, high profile government official you can't go around saying we should kill this guy somebody should step up and kill this guy you can't do that why because even if i mean there are a couple of really bad scenarios 
let's just say that some Yahoo goes, I'm going to kill Putin and they kill Putin. Well, the next person, without an actual plan in place, Putin isn't the only problem. He's the biggest problem. He isn't the only problem. His inner circle, his inner sanctum of people are lunatics. They're going along with this stuff, right? So one must assume that they're nearly as crazy as he is. It can't be they're all scared to death of him or one of them would have killed him or arrested him. So then you get Putin out of the way and in steps somebody else. Dmitry Blagyblag, whatever. Well, guess what? Now, Dmitry Blagyblag, who's all as crazy as Vladimir Putin, who is down with Vladimir Putin's idea that, oh my God, Ukraine is a bunch of neo-Nazis who are killing Russians. He now says we our enemy is the United States of America, too. They don't like us. That's fine. They don't have to like us. We don't like them very much. But uh, the idea that we're active enemies. Why would they be active enemies? Because whoever kills Vladimir Putin in this scenario will have, whether they did it because of Lindsey Graham or they just used Lindsey Graham as an excuse after the fact, they've got Lindsey Graham to point to going, somebody needs to step up and kill Vladimir Putin. That's what needs to happen here which is incredibly <laughs> reckless to say. So the whatever comes next, you'd have just as bad a situation in Ukraine and a potentially worse situation here. The world would certainly be better off if somebody stepped up and took out Vladimir Putin. But you put your name on it, you put the stamp of the United States government on it, then it becomes a political assassination It goes from a political assassination based on domestic concerns and people who are opposed to what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, and it becomes an act of war, an international assassination. That could be problematic. That's why you got to shut up, Lindsay. That's why you keep, you don't say the quiet part out loud. Listen to him. Last night he appeared on Hannity. Sean Hannity's been saying this sort of thing too. That's moderately dangerous. It's a little bit reckless, but, you know, Sean Hannity, just because he has a large audience. He's still not a member of government. He's still not an elected member of the United States Senate. Lindsey Graham going on there and saying this, just beyond stupid, beyond stupid. For Lindsey Graham, who likes to think of himself as smart, and boy, does he like to think of himself as smart. This is so wildly dumb. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the (coughs) Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. Step up and kill him. Step up and kill him. Now, what's going to stop Putin from saying, hey, you know what? Somebody should step up and kill Lindsey Graham. Somebody should step up and kill Joe Biden. Somebody should step up and kill this person and that person and the other person. Honestly, you have no moral ground to stand there and go, how outrageous that you would dare say such a thing, Vladimir Putin, because you just said the the same thing about him. But I would point to, if you just know history, von Stauffenberg, I don't think it's Stauffenberg, I think it's von Stauffenberg, tried to kill Adolf Hitler with a bomb. He had two bombs, actually, inside of a briefcase. 
He had a time-delayed fuse that required him to crimp it with a pair of pliers, and then the acid would eat through, the, and then it, whatever. You don't need to know the details, but only one of them worked. So immediately, his bomb was halved. Still big enough that it should have theoretically done the job if von Sturfenberg had planted it in the proper place. He planted it at Hitler's retreat on the wrong side of a table leg of a conference table, maybe thinking that, hey, both bombs will go off simultaneously and it will be a huge explosion or one right after the other. So it'll be a huge explosion. It doesn't really matter. It was more likely out of nerves. Then he he stayed there for a little bit and then left. He'd got the hell out of there. His plan was to go back to Berlin and be a part of what came after Hitler. To seize power was a coup attempt rather than an execution or just an execution. If it had been just an execution, if von Sturfenberg was willing to martyr himself for the cause of Deutschland to save it from Adolf Hitler, Hitler would likely be dead. He could, von Sturfenberg could have simply pulled out his Ruger and shot and killed Hitler. Or he could have left the briefcase full of explosives on top of the table. As it was, uh, it blew up. Hitler was injured, but the leg of the table protected him from the vast majority of the blast. And uh, von Sturfenberg was executed along with everybody who was involved in that. But I would point out that everybody who was, there was a lot of people involved in that plot. They had a plan. They knew that simply killing Hitler wouldn't be enough to end the Hitler policies, to end Hitlerism in Germany. They had to get rid of a whole bunch of people and seize power. They, uh, but Sturfenberg wanted to be a part of that. That was his fatal flaw in the plan. Then there's Brutus. Anybody who knows history? Yeah, uh, Julius Caesar, they were afraid Julius Caesar was going to become a dictator, a tyrant. And so they decided to kill him. It was preemptive action, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I would suggest that Lindsey Graham read about what came after the assassination. You're calling for a Brutus. Well, we need a Brutus. We need... Didn't work out well for Brutus. Didn't work out well for any of the conspirators to kill Julius Caesar. And it didn't work out well for the Roman Republic. Most importantly, what came next was worse. It was the end of the Republic, essentially. And it was a series of emperors. It's bad, Lindsay. I get you want to make an analogy, but maybe find an apt one. Or actually, better yet, don't make one. But know your history, for God's sakes. To sit there and say, well, he needs to be killed. Somebody needs to kill him. You're a United States senator. You know all of the protocols, all of the pearl clutching, all of the outrage, all of the fake this, that, and the other thing, and my good friend, and all this, these things that you're supposed to say. And you go out and you do this? What in the hell is wrong with you to go out and do this and say this? Where is your brain? Did you get caught up in the moment? Seems like these people get caught up in the moment. Which you really only, you know, Beatlemaniacs get caught up in the moment. Screaming teenage girls at uh, B2K or whatever the hell that group that everybody is supposed to like but nobody actually does like from South Korea is supposed to be. You know, honestly, do you know anybody who's like 
cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over that group. But you would think they're the most popular group. Maybe they're the most popular group in the world, but we're the United States of America. Okay? And that doesn't make them the most popular group here. As hard as you try, I don't think that, uh, you know, whatever. But it was wildly stupid. You've got a situation there. Now, if there is even an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin, or more importantly, thanks to Lindsey Graham's stupidity, it has to be stupidity. It can't be enthusiasm. Oh, it just enthusiasm got away from him. As an adult in his 50s or 60s or however old he is, your enthusiasm shouldn't get away from you. That's a sign of stupidity. This gives Vladimir Putin the perfect opportunity if somebody doesn't step up to do it themselves, to stage an assassination attempt. Just declare an assassination attempt. The UK Daily Mail had a story today about a children's show uh, that's spewing propaganda to Russian children about how Ukraine was killing Russians and they were acting in self-defense here in, uh, in by invading Ukraine and killing civilians. That's the kind of control over media and propaganda that the Russian people are susceptible to and the Russian government is capable of. Do you not think that they are not capable of faking an assassination attempt? Just grabbing some random American. There are still Americans in in Moscow. Grab some random American and say, this person was trying to kill us. Or you just grab some Russian person. This person was inspired by a United States senator to try and kill me. They are not bound by truth. They are not bound by reality. They're not bound by human decency or anything. That's clear as day. What Lindsey Graham did, and you can sit there and you go, yeah, good, right, yeah, and I've suggested it too. The world would certainly be a better place if there was a plan in place and somebody executed that plan to decapitate the Putin government and arrest them all, put them on trial quickly, adjudicate that quickly, but put them on trial and take care of it. But you'd have to arrest a lot of people, all the Putin loyalists. That's different, me, that's different than Lindsey Graham, a United States senator. Wildly reckless, incredibly stupid. <sighs> I just, for a guy who fancies himself as, I think he's on the Foreign Relations Committee in the United States Senate, he's definitely on the Judiciary Committee in the United States Senate, he believes himself to be a wildly intelligent person. And to do something so stupid is... It's it's JV. It's just JV. It's ridiculous. Anyway, aside from a United States senator calling for the assassination of a uh, head of state, legitimate head of state, illegitimate head of state, it doesn't really matter. It's still not something you'd, you'd be surprised how a wildly unpopular leader being threatened by a foreign power suddenly people rally around the flag. And this is what we have to avoid doing, is is making sure... This is why, you know, I was kind of iffy or on the, the fence and wondering, geez, why don't they... Why don't the Ukrainians blow up that convoy? Attack that convoy. The convoy isn't moving, and you're sitting there thinking, why isn't the convoy moving? Maybe the, maybe the soldiers are protesting. Maybe the soldiers are refusing to play that game. Maybe the soldiers are standing up to Putin, which would be wonderful. It'd be great. And if you go along and you'd bomb the hell out of them and kill a bunch of them, 
uh, the Russian people were sitting there saying, this is an unjust war. What are we doing? Our president's a madman. Then suddenly uh, you string up these all these bodies of soldiers who were just sitting there, just minding their own business, and then they were killed. You run risk of people saying, all right, well, maybe these Ukrainians are monsters. It's a delicate balance. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just telling you it's a de very delicate balance. Uh, on the issue of propaganda, I want to illustrate with a couple of clips here how propaganda works and how our media works hand in hand with the Democratic Party. We're going to have, first, we're going to listen to Ginger Goebbels here. She has a back and forth exchange with Jackie Heinrich of Fox News about Russian oil and the Keystone Pipeline and all the other things that we could be doing. And Ginger Goebbels spews a line that it should be familiar to anybody who's been alive for more than 20 minutes about how it won't matter, it wouldn't matter. The Keystone Pipeline, it, it's a non-starter because even if we said go ahead and start making the Keystone Pipeline again, it wouldn't have an impact. It wouldn't be delivering oil for a very, very long time, largely because left-wing groups will be suing to stop it every chance they get. That's how they operate. But also it, it takes some time to build the thing because they stopped it when it was uh, not that far along. Not arguing with her premise. I'm arguing with her conclusion. I'll explain it and why it's relevant in terms of another so-called reporter spewing the same thing after. But first, here's Ginger Goebbels that eventually gets around to the Keystone pipeline. Thanks, Jen. Um, on gas, you, you just said that, you know, less supply raises prices. It's not in our strategic interest to reduce the supply. Yeah. We also know, you know, the president as recently as yesterday talked about increasing domestic manufacturing to bring down prices on uh, inflated items like goods. So why not apply the same logic to energy and increase domestic production here? Well, there are 9,000 approved oil leases that the oil companies are not tapping into currently, so I would ask them that question. Is there nothing that the administration can do to get those providers back to pre-pandemic levels? Do you think the oil companies don't have enough money to drill on the places that have been pre-approved? Just asking. I would, I would point that question to them, and we can talk about it more tomorrow when you learn more. Do you think that opening the Keystone Pipeline and having more energy-friendly policies might do that? The Keystone Pipeline has never been operational. It would take years for that to have any impact. I know a number of members of Congress have suggested that, but that is a proposed solution that has no relationship or would have no impact on what the problem is. We hear all agree is an issue. I mean, aside from that, maybe when you learn more, you can come back and ask me that. You just want to, like, curse at her. But what she says there at the end, well, the Keystone Pipeline, that wouldn't have any impact for a very long time. It wouldn't have. That's what they've been saying about the Keystone Pipeline for the past 10 years. Since Barack Obama was first farting around about whether or not to approve it. He was saying the same thing. Well, I don't know. Even if we did open this thing up, it would take years and years and years for even one drop of oil to go through it. We, uh, we would be getting those drops of oil now, by the way, if we had done it from the get-go. This is how the left operates. Oh, no, no, no. If it won't work immediately, there's no point in doing it. No point in doing it whatsoever. They have no strategic long-term planning. None whatsoever. 
Yeah, Anwar is where you heard this argument before. Remember that? Back in the 90s, if not before. If we open up this tiny fraction of Anwar to drilling, because and it always comes up because Republicans are stupid. They only push for these things when it's a major issue. Gas prices go up. And they say, well, why don't we open up Anwar? That'll help lower gas prices. And the left comes back with, it'll only affect gas prices in 10 years. It won't matter anything, blah, 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 blah. Aside from the fact that oil is priced and the gasoline price is based on the, the cost of oil. Oil is priced in the futures market, meaning not today, but the, what the future cost of oil will be. It's not a direct correlation between now oil prices going up and gas prices going up. Gas prices go up because oil will cost more in the future. The gasoline in the ground right now didn't cost more. It's the market bearing that it will cost more in the future to replace it. That's where the prices fluctuate. Putting that aside, if we had been drilling in Anwar starting in 1995, just say, or allowed at 95, that would mean we'd start getting that oil. 2005. Boy, we could use that oil now, couldn't we? But it was the same argument. There's no point in doing it because it won't have an immediate impact, even though it would. Now I want you to shift to Peter Alexander. He is one of the weekend hosts of the Today Show, a former White House correspondent over at NBC News. He's employed by NBC News. He's a very serious journalist. He was interviewing Mike Pence's former chief of staff, a guy named Mark Short. He pulled the exact... You would be hard-pressed if you were just reading the transcript. You would be hard-pressed to differentiate between what Ginger Goebbels just said and what Peter Alexander interrupts Mark Short to say. Listen to it. It takes a second to get there, but I want to give it full context because Mark Short knows what he's talking about. And Peter Alexander knows what the Democrats have told him. It's a huge difference between those two things. Right. Republicans have called on the Biden administration to announce an embargo on Russian oil and gas exports. Should he do that? Absolutely, should Peter. I think it's it's a it's an untenable position to say that in essence America has doubled its importation of Russian oil. You now have a hundred plus dollars per barrel, and you have hundreds of thousands of barrels imported per day. In some cases, you're actually funding the war against Ukraine. The United States should have no business importing oil from Russia. What the Biden administration should do is allow America to become energy independent like it was during the Trump-Pence administration. But when instead, when they cancel the Keystone Pipeline and they stop renewing new permits, what that does, it makes us more dependent upon foreign oil. And Wait, in this but Marcus, case, you know oil. about the Keystone Pipeline. It was only 8% completed when Joe Biden canceled it. So it's not like that would have changed anything now. It would have taken years to do it. We're taking it's the exact same thing. It wouldn't change anything now. It would take years. It was only 8% done. Okay, well, if they've been able to work on it for the last year, how much further along would they be, Peter? Would they be to 20%? You know, would they be to uh, 50%? Would they be done if they were not constantly being sued and stopped by left-wing activist judges and left-wing activist groups? How far along could we be? Would the oil be flowing through there? We don't know, Peter. But Peter knows that he's got that talking point because it's a very effective argument against Biden's fecklessness is to point out that they have done things to make this situation worse. They have exacerbated it. And so the president must be defended. So Peter Alexander jumps and says, well, no, 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 only 8%. Mark Short knows his stuff. 
after hearing exactly what the White House was saying coming from a so-called reporter whose job is theoretically to be to question authority. Mark Short shifts and just torpedoes all of these arguments and makes Peter Alexander look like, well, Peter Alexander. That oil that the tar sands of Canada still gets into the U.S. and different means of transportation and by Peter, you fra- also know that by trains Ford and it goes to, and just to complete it know, goes to refineries. It doesn't mean it's going to the U.S. necessarily. You know that there's also forward pricing of oil and it goes beyond the Keystone Pipeline. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission has not approved other pipelines in the system. The Biden administration canceled oil production in Anwar. It canceled new oil leases in other parts of nationally owned property. They have had an agenda that has done everything it could to raise the price of oil, additionally putting new fines and new regulations from the EPA on methane. So they've done everything they can to rise the price of gasoline that Americans are paying at the pump. So yes, there are plenty of things the Biden administration could do to return America to energy independence that it had under the Trump-Pence administration. Just destroys him. Just destroys him. Well, you know, White House talking point. Yeah, here's the counter to the White House talking point. Here's the reality, Peter. You got anything to say about that? Oddly enough, Peter Alexander, once out of White House talking points, did not have a rebuttal. Isn't it weird how these discussions with uh, journalists and conservatives end up being debates, whereas discussions with journalists and uh, liberals end up being a speech by the liberal? They just ask a question and then they just sit back and go, I'm just going to soak up your wisdom. You're so brilliant. You're so wonderful. You're so 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 smart lead us please just weird how that works isn't it the power of propaganda state propaganda yes there's a lot of state-run propaganda out there in russia and the rest of the world we have it here too it's just done under the banner of journalism by the people who give themselves awards constantly let's give some credit where credit is due Let's spend a couple of moments here on our vice president of the United States. It's hard. It's hard to be as wildly unpopular as she is. She's the only one who makes Joe Biden seem competent and likable. (laughs) So, you know, that's a skill. That's a skill. Not one you want to have, but it's a skill. Two things here, two clips from her. We'll start with a word salad she tossed on the Today Show yesterday. It's quite something to behold, honestly. I... I don't know how you can say, well, I don't know how you can use so many words and say so little. So in that sense, you know, kudos to her. But it's a basic question from Savannah Guthrie. And this is, you know, one of those things, if you sit there and you think, well, Kamala Harris is just an idiot. No, no, I I don't think she's dumb. She, there's no good answer to Savannah Guthrie's question here. At least no good answer from a Democrat perspective, there's a good answer from a, a, an American, a normal person perspective, but not from a Democrat perspective. So she can't give the good answer. She doesn't want to give the liberal Democrat answer because it's bad. So instead, she tosses a word salad. And this goes back to, to what I, the example I use all the time is a, having a, an essay test. Right. And it was a question. You have no idea what it is. And most of the questions are, you know, you just write a paragraph and you, you got it if you know what you're talking about. But you have no idea what you're talking about. And your make or break grade for the semester comes down to you doing well on this thing. And so you just literally vomit everything you can think of on the subject into that answer. You write a full page for an answer. 
hoping that somehow you at least get partial credit. That somewhere buried in there is the answer or part of an answer or at, at a minimum that you have confused the teacher to the point that they go, I don't know, what did I just read? I'll give them partial credit. That's kind of what Kamala Harris does. And you have to have a little bit of intelligence to be able to do this because she doesn't she doesn't come anywhere close to addressing the question. I want you to pay attention to that. But she speaks with such energy and earnestness that she confuses Savannah Guthrie and I would assume a good portion of the audience as well into thinking she has answered the question because Savannah Guthrie doesn't go a normal person. If you're paying attention, you listen to her out of respect for the vice presidency. And as soon as she's done talking, go, that's all well and good, Madam Vice President. But how about you try again and this time actually address the issue? There was none of that from Savannah. <laughs> it's just confusion and moving on. I think Savannah is probably going, I don't know if she, if she answered. I don't want to ask her to, again to answer because then I'll look stupid. Listen to this thing of beauty woven by the vice president. Where it hurts is to go after his oil and gas sector. And some senators agree, Republican and Democrat. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, for example, mentioned that the U.S. is still currently buying approximately 600,000 barrels of, of crude and uh, other petroleum products every single day. Is that on the table? Is that something that the administration would continue, would consider in terms of further sanctions, cutting off the oil and gas uh, part of the economy for Russia? Well, as you know, that on this issue, for example, we applaud Germany in terms of what it has done as it relates to Nord Stream 2, as it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as, as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally. We have, as the President said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Uh, but let's, let's take this one step at a time. I'm understanding that right now on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue. What the hell did she just say? If you played that for somebody, if you did a reverse Jeopardy, right? You just played the answer and you walked up to somebody on the street and said, for uh, 10,000 bucks. What was the question she was asked? Your money would be safe. Your money would be safe. She had no idea what the hell she's talking about. But Savannah Guthrie sitting there going, okay, buzzword, 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 buzzword. Uh, I don't know what she just said. Moving on. Next topic. So it takes some skill. It takes some brain, takes some conniving to be able to do that. So you got to give props to the vice president to be able to toss a convincing word salad, a confusing word salad, and make people think, what in the hell did I just witness? What did I just hear? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not going to ask about it again. Now, that was Kamala Harris being overly complicated in order to confuse. Now we go to Kamala Harris being so, I mean, dumb, this is dumbing it down. This is way dumbing it down. There's apparently a morning show on urban radio, which is always, how we say, it? oh, it's urban radio, which is radio talk code for, for black station. It's something called the, uh, the morning hustle. I don't know what the morning hustle is. 
But uh, it's a morning show. Kamala Harris was on there after the State of the Union, and they asked her, and this this is actually is offensive uh, to me. I'm not a black person, but I would think this would be doubly offensive to a black person because Kamala Harris is talking to a predominantly black audience, and she's asked, dumb down, explain the Ukraine situation, dumb it down for everybody, which means you just don't, I don't know, don't mention various regions of, of Ukraine that people don't know about or whatever. Just talk to people like you would a normal human being. She ends up talking to pe- this audience like they're, they're children, like they're particularly dumb children. And she dumbs it down to the point that you're sitting there, you're going, you are kidding me, right? But it's not kidding you. This is, again, this has been unaltered in any way, shape, or form. When the vice president was asked to to explain it in basic terms she went real basic listen to this if you're watching any level of news even social media you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the ukraine break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the united states so ukraine is a country in europe it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. What in the hell is that? Ukraine is a country and Russia is a country. Uh, What, how dumb do you think your audience is? How dumb are you projecting on your audience? It's unbelievable. How wildly offensive is it? There is a possibility, I get it, that maybe Kamala Harris doesn't know this, right? Maybe she doesn't. This is this is how she thinks about it, and we're getting a peek into her brain. I highly doubt it. I think she is a little bit smarter than this, but I think she also believes that everybody else is way dumber than she is. And so you know, put it in layman's terms. This isn't layman's terms. This is explain it to a five-year-old. This is... Get down on one knee and try to explain uh, geopolitics to a five-year-old. That's what this is. Dumb it down to that point. It's wildly offensive. So they're, well, Ukraine is a country and Russia is a bigger country. And bigger countries are sometimes meanie bumbalinis when it comes to smaller countries and blah, 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 blah. This is the vice president of the United States. This is the vice president of the United States thinking this is how I must talk to a, a black audience. At least Joe, well, Joe Biden would be worse. He'd, he'd, be, he'd put you all back in chains. Russia wants to put you all back in chains. Hillary Clinton would start sounding like her rap album drops in a couple of weeks. These Democrats, every single one of them, they don't know how to talk to people. You just Here's how you talk to people. Let me help you out. Here's how you talk to people. You talk to people like they're people. Pretty simple, pretty basic. You talk to them the way you would talk to anybody else. Done and done. Problem solved. You don't come off like an idiot going, well, there's big countries and meanie countries and little countries and everybody needs to hug one another. God help. These are the people in charge. Uh, first, let's go. Now let's go to uh, Secretary Mayor Pete. Secretary Mayor, they're all getting these questions and it's amazing to me. When you know a question's coming and you're in politics, you should have an answer prepared. These people are all in politics. Pete is more of a novice than everybody else because all he ever was was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. That's still no excuse. He should have been prepared for these questions. He's just not. And he's asked about oil. 
He's asked about Russia. He's asked about Iran. See, right now, the United States government, the Biden administration, is feverishly trying to reconstruct the Iran nuclear deal. So desperate to get this done, Joe thinks this is a winner somehow, that he's willing to give away the store. That's the dangerous part of having an idiot for president who doesn't understand how the uh, people think and what matters to the American public. So he's scrambling for anything. He thinks, oh, people will love him if we just get this Iran nuclear deal. Nobody gives a damn. And ultimately, his their, Iran, their idea of a Iran nuclear deal is getting Iran to agree not to build a nuclear weapon until there's a Republican in office, or at least they're out of office and some other Democrat sucker comes along. It's not particularly helpful, not something most rational people would brag about. But he wants it because he thinks that uh, it made Barack Obama popular, and it didn't. There's no evidence that it made Barack Obama popular. But asked about the situation with Russian oil, Secretary Mayor Pete kind of implies that well, if we get this Iran deal, we can buy oil from Iran. And that will help us get off Russian oil. Rather than do the rational thing, do the good thing for Americans and open up drilling in this country. Get the restrictions that the Biden administration put in place out of the damn way and let the uh, the feasting begin here. The profits be kept here. Instead of that... Secretary Mayor Pete seems more interested in getting his hands on some of that Iranian oil. Because why? Because, I don't know, these people seem to hate this country. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, working something out with Iran? I mean, uh, look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that uh, uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference. Well, maybe, look, I'm not going to rule it. Maybe we should do this in more strategic. The, hey, how about you just let everything go? How about you unchain the American oil industry. How about that one? You unchain it and then you can go from there. <clears throat> nope. Not these boobs. Not gonna do it. It's amazing. It's amazing how to destroy a country in two easy steps. Uh, speaking of uh, morons, let's go up to New York State. The governor there, the accidental governor up there, Kathy Hochul, unelected lieutenant. She's a lieutenant governor now. She's governor because Andrew Cuomo was a pervert. She gave a speech about she's allowing people not to wear masks. She's allowing kids not to wear masks anymore in schools, she's making it up to a personal choice. And she wants to make sure that while kids are enjoying this freedom, there will be absolutely no bullying whatsoever, none. She won't tolerate bullying of anybody who chooses to wear a mask. It's fine. I don't support the bullying of anybody who chooses to wear a mask. Wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. It's your life. Live it how you see fit. But I would point out, leftists had no such concern for the nonstop badgering of people who were not vaccinated, who had not gotten the shot. No such concern about the quote-unquote bullying of those people. Now that it's going in the other direction, the science hasn't changed at all, but they, uh, you're, they're now against bullying again, even though they've been engaging in bullying for a year now. 
We will not have any tolerance for people who are questioning someone's own personal decision to do what they want. If people want to continue wearing masks, they allow to be continue wearing masks. And I don't want any issues related to that, and I want to be very clear on that. We will not stand for any bullying or ostracization or harassment of an individual or a business or anyone who chooses to wear a mask. We will not stand for it. We will not be tolerating any of the bullying, you see. You see how this is. These people are nuts. Oh, by the way, the unvaccinated, we can't go into restaurants, you can't go into stores, you can't get a job, you're fired, get out of... But I will not tolerate anybody saying, hey, Cobra Commander, come over here and give me a hand with this if somebody's wearing a mask. Yeah, double standards much? Lastly, an update from Australia. This is from Western Australia. This is a horrible story. It needs no setup. It's self-explanatory. Uh, very disturbing. As COVID cases increase, so do restrictions. WA's public hospitals now have strict new rules. One mother of five with a terminal illness told her children can't visit her in her final days. Terminally ill mother of five, Jo Gittos, is currently lying in a hospital bed with her family not allowed to visit. I told a month ago that three months was optimistic and that was a month ago so the conditions deteriorated since then um, and fairly quickly unfortunately. The 47 year old was admitted into Bunbury Regional Hospital overnight as a new red alert phase came into effect at all public hospitals across the state. Under the changes visitation is restricted to approved essential visitors or those with exemptions. Apparently they're going to arrange an exemption for me so that I can visit but they won't allow the kids to see their mum and they won't allow my wife's mum to see her either. Darren says his family has done the right thing. They're all vaccinated, now left confused, frustrated and angry. Hopefully this is only for a month. It's designed to protect patients in hospital who are very, very vulnerable. That's what it's about. We may only have a month. We don't know. And we're not going to be the only people, as I said, in this situation. So I think it's, I think it's a little bit callous. Um, it's, it, it was thought out. Under the current arrangements, a grand grandmother of 80 years of age cannot visit her husband who's having a heart attack, but she can go to a nightclub on the way home. This is bordering on bureaucratic absurdity. Calls now for greater compassion within our own border. For us, every minute, every hour, every day is, is precious. Sad. Young mother, not able to see her kids. Kids cannot come in and see her because of COVID restrictions. But you heard the, the government official there said, well, the mother, the, the wife couldn't go visit her husband in the hospital, but she could go to a nightclub on the way home. Does any of this make any sense? There's no common sense anymore. I, I always knew that common sense was not all that common. I had no idea it was this rare. I had no idea that it was one of the rarest commodities. Forget rare earth materials. It's common sense is the ultimate rare earth material. Sadly, these people are in charge. Oh, we hope this is all sorted out in a month or so. Uh, this woman might not have a month. I don't understand why, if it's if it's over, why she's in the hospital anyway. That'd be enough for me to say, get me the hell out of here. Maybe the hospital won't let her go. You're wards of the state in these totalitarian regimes. It's disgusting. All right, that's about enough for today, according to me, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate the use of your ears. Congratulations to our winner. Our winner has chosen the Corey Lewandowski, David Bossy book, and the person's name is Kevin Carr. Congratulations, Kevin. Check your messages through Patreon. Get me a message through Patreon or 
to my email at DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com with your address, and I shall get it out to you as quickly as possible. I know exactly where it is. There's no, well, there is concern about it getting moved, lost in the move, but I see it. So if you get me your address quickly, it won't get lost in the move. This week's contest is between Dr. Ben Carson, the, uh, it's hard to call Ben Carson a loser from last week, the book Not Chosen, The Path Not Taken, his uh, One Nation book, also signed by his wife, Candy Carson, who co-wrote the book. And you get to choose between that and an autographed copy of the autobiography So Anyway by legendary Monty Python member John Cleese. That's right. John freaking Cleese. That's what you get if you sign up at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast. You get to enter and win a chance to get an autograph. He's got a very, very fancy autograph. I will try to get a picture. Like I say, most of my life is in boxes right now. So I will try to get a picture. I think I know where it is. I'll try to get a picture of the John Cleese book and have that all posted by Tuesday. So um, just depends on how busy I am. But So you can't even enter. Well, you can enter because I'll post the Lewandowski book or the uh, Ben Carson book. So you can enter to win still sight unseen the john cleese book and then i think i can just add a picture later on so we'll do that appreciate you listening congratulations to our winner congratulations to everybody because you know if you're a part of this we're all winners (laughs) i'll see you tomorrow have a great one